the Plotcast podcast with the Potty Plotters. Hello and welcome back to the Potty Plotters Plotcast. I'm Julia. And I'm Elaine. And together we are the The Potty Potty Plotters. Plotters. And don't forget you can get in touch with us at any time via our social channels, which are... Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Potty Plotters. And we've also got an email thing, naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk. And a website, pottyplotters.uk. Right, well, I can't believe, but we're already up to episode four already. I can't believe how time's flown. Yesterday was Valentine's Day. Come on, what did he buy you? Well, I'm not going to say that he's cheap, but in front of me, Julia, all I said was I'd like a plant or some chocolate. So he's bought me a chocolate cosmos. So in effect, it's both. Good thinking. Well, Good I thinking. Clever, I got a pile of muck. A pile of muck. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's love for you, that is. <laughs> Nothing says love like a pile of muck. And today we're going to be talking about shoots and shallots. Ooh. Indeed. Now then, I thought that what would be really good is for us to do something completely different with something out of the cupboard. So I've been into the cupboard and I've got here a box of bigger peas. Now these are dead cheap and if you cook them properly you end up with big mushy peas. Ooh. Yeah, honestly, but this is something I want to tell you about because they are cheap, they are easy and yet pea shoots, is what you're going to get out of them, are really expensive and they're very, very posh. Very, very. You've had them before, haven't you? I have. I've had them in restaurants and they put them on the side and they put one or two on the side and that's very cheap, really. But they are very expensive to buy in punnets, aren't they? They are. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to teach you how to do these for yourself. So let's go back to episode one where we did recycling. And to the side of me here, um, I've actually got two lots of different plastic containers that have had strawberries in from last year so I've retained them don't ever put them in your blue bin keep them and all that I've done is get some multi-purpose compost open that up and all you need to do is put a few hands full oh actually my big hands Julia as you have mentioned before (laughs) don't be worried about any microphones getting damaged in the process of making this and all I've done is put literally one handful of multi-purpose compost that's three handfuls for the average person (laughs) it is and now all I've done is I've sprinkled I would say at least 20 of these dried peas onto the top of the compost and patting them down because they do like a firm bed. Don't we all? (laughs) And then I've got another half handful of multi-purpose compost, so I've just sprinkled that on the top. And then what I'm going to do, Julia, is I'm going to wet it so that the peas are damp. I'm going to put a container, another container, with no holes in the top on the top of the bottom. Does that all make sense? <laughs> to no. me it does, but okay, uh, to the listener, I don't know. I'm making a little greenhouse, that's all I'm doing. And so having put them both together, the condensation from here will continually drip back onto the peas and you'll see the peas pop up in about seven days and I'm going to put them on the windowsill in the conservatory. But because the bottom container has got holes, make sure that you put something underneath so that it catches the damp and the wet that's a good idea and another thing is if people are putting these in their greenhouses or anywhere where it's open they need to think about the mice because they absolutely love dried peas don't they so they will go in and furcle for them just 
do something to protect against the, the mice. And also what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a little label so that I put today's date on so that we don't forget when we've actually done it. And Shall I see I that, that you've got a yoghurt pot in front of you so you can do it for yeah, me. I've got an old yoghurt pot so I'm just going to cut down the side and make you a plant label. I have washed it for you. Thank you. Um, and you've got a permanent marker there somewhere, haven't you? So I you have. can... I can write, write today's it. date and what they are because we always think we're going to remember until we forget. Contact the Potty Plotters anytime on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Potty Plotters or email naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk So what have you been up to this week then, my friend? Oh, well, we've had quite an exciting week this week, haven't we? So um, we've been taking down the first direction of the year, haven't we? We certainly have. And I did see your head in the hole. So I've taken a photograph of you in the greenhouse itself, taking it down. And what a day we had. Sun was shining, a winter sunshine, absolutely beautiful. And, and didn't we learn something on this occasion? It's the first time we've ever encountered it, but apparently the nuts up north are square. So I can say that my fingers were tingling for two days after because of where we tried to undo the nuts. I'm doing it like you can see me, but we were actually twiddling with these nuts and it did drive us nuts, didn't it? It did. But it nevertheless, did. it's all done and we'll be putting up the erection very shortly. I think we ought to do a section on that, on one of the podcast erections. Okay then, a section on erections. <laughs> you know that it makes sense, so we will. <laughs> right, what else have you been doing? Oh, well, can you remember... I think it was in episode three, I was cleaning your secateurs. Yes. Because uh, they've got rust on them. And I actually dropped them into a container with some white vinegar. Well, they've all come up lovely and clean now. In fact, I have a stream of people now coming with to me with their rusty secateurs but the vinegar now needs to be disposed of and I read somewhere that vinegar is great for killing off weeds so I've gone round the weeds on my plot and poured the vinegar over it so whether it works or not who knows but we can report back on that brilliant well I've been um well I've been loitering actually while the lads were taking down a silver birch tree and what I've done is I've had all the twigs not all of them but lots and lots of twigs off them and then I brought them back onto my plot and I've scattered them over where in my raised beds I've got um, tulips growing so hopefully it'll deter all the creatures and most importantly the cats from digging because they like to help me with my digging but they keep leaving me presents and I don't want those kind <laughs> of presents so I've decided that I'm going to put twigs over and I've done that already so that's looking great Ooh, now. You know what else you need to do then to stop the cats getting on the bed to dig and um, they don't like uh, citrus fruit so what you want to do is put any citrus peels on the top and they won't like the smell of that. I can guarantee that whenever I peel an orange at home the cats run a mile. Okay then well that's a nice link to where we are today because today we are in the Tangerinery. What is the tangerinery, Julia? This is a, a structure that we've got on the back of my plot. So we get to it from your plot via the back passage, which is the real place. And it's an, a structure that was built 40 odd years ago now by uh, one of the old plot holders who sadly passed away two years ago. And it's quite a historical building, really. It's been built of uh, lots of different places in, in the local area. Um, but it is all glass, which is why we call it the tangerinery, because it's like an orangery, only but much smaller. smaller. Now, 
Anyone who knows us knows that we're not very good at guesstimates, are we? No, I tend to work in feet and inches and you try to have a go in decimalisation, don't you? <laughs> yeah, but neither of us are very good at it. So, before we started this, I actually got my tape measure out so that we could properly describe it and it is eight and a half feet by 28 feet long so it's quite a substantial structure and we do love the tangerinery don't we and this year having cleaned it out yesterday and polished it let me just add is that we are going to be putting all different kinds of tomatoes in here together with chilies and peppers as well like we usually do but what are you going to do about the aubergines the aubergines they're going to go in the greenhouse and i am going to keep them in plant pots i'm not going to bring them in here because there was a terrible infestation of the uh, red spider mite last year but also half of the, you don't know this but i am telling you because it's on my blood <laughs> but we do need to under, undertake some repair work to the tangerinery because it is getting older now we have got a bit of wood rot at this end so we need to to get our saw and okay. our drill out and get repairing it so only half of it will be in use this year the plotcast podcast with the potty plotters it is rather cold today but there's so many things that we can still be doing and one of the things that we can do in perhaps is shallots shallots now you like a shallot don't do. you why do you like shallots um because i like to pickle them and they're easy to grow. And for me, I don't understand why people don't grow more of them. So what's the difference between a shallot and an onion? What about that much? <laughs> people can't see oh, when yeah, you do that. Oh, yeah, about three inches. So um, a shallot, for me, um, is lovely because you put one shallot in to grow and you end up with five shallots coming back. But if you plant an onion, you end up with one onion coming back, although it's a lot, lot bigger. But I just think shallots are so versatile. I love to put them in stews later in the year. They store really well. And as I say, you put one in and get about five back. Fantastic. Good return on them then. Good return. But we need to get them started now. Yeah. And why do we start ours in a cell tray rather than planting them directly in the soil? Because people can plant them directly in the soil, can't they? Yeah. And my dad always used to. But what I tend to do is start them off in cell trays. And that's just a piece of plastic that literally has got little cells cut out in into them and then I start them off by planting them into the multi-purpose compost and then leaving them outside in this weather it doesn't matter but then what will happen is they'll start to grow and they'll start to shoot because if we plant them at this time of year in hours you'll find that they'll get very soggy and probably and they will actually um rot simply because we're on a floodplain and so we are prone to flooding here so we'll wait until the worst of the weather's passed and then we'll plant them out so in ideal conditions where would you plant them and when would you plant them out i'm going to plant them when you've probably got two or three inches on the top of green growth and i'll put them out when the weather starts to warm now they do talk about in the olden days my dad used to say if you can sit on the soil with no pants on <laughs> then that is the time that the soil is warm. I don't know if we're allowed to do that down here. We might get arrested if we started doing that. You could do it in private, whatever. And um, So that's the temp test temperature. Um, and so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to put them on one side when we've planted them up. And then what I'll do is when the soil warms up, which I would say would be about March time, plant them up. But they love to be in a sandy bed and they need plenty of room to expand, don't we all? Yeah. So plant them at least 
four inches apart and that's great as well because it means you can get your onion hoe between them because they hate weeds yes uh, onions anything in the allium family really don't like any weeds so it's very important to actually hoe between them and you can get a specific hoe called an onion hoe that allows you to go between them so that's really important because they take the weeds will take the nutrients away won't they and, and overcrowd the onions and leeks and uh, the alliums so what i would do is i'd plant them up and then you'll find that in around july when the tops go brown because we haven't planted them yet but in about july when the tops go brown that's the time that we'll dig them up and you have to get your fork underneath them to lift them properly put them on one side let the skins all dry and then we'll start to pickle them or just put them in my tights. That's lovely. Now, I've got on my sheet that I'm meant to be planting these up in a cell tray, but you've got the compost, so I'm going to give it you to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have them then. Thanks for that. Right, the type that I've got here is called Golden Gourmet, and I like them because they're round. Um, I know it's a bit of a thing, but I just think that they look much healthier than the... Uh, Thinner ones. <laughs> I just can't. The help banana it. ones, you mean? Yeah, the banana ones. I don't do those. Bananas are things that we should be eating in a different way. And these do make the kind of pickled onions that make your eyes water, don't they? <laughs> I was going to say they make your bottom talk. But, uh, but yes, Julia, that's the thing, yes. So all I've got here then is I've got the Golden Gourmet. They are, I would say, one inch in diameter, yeah. still working in old money. And all I'm doing is simply putting a shallot onto the compost in these cell trays. You can hear me ruffling round, but they are a lovely size, I will say. And then just push them down gently. Make sure that the root, that's the basil plate, how posh am I? That goes into the soil and then all you do is you put some more multi-purpose compost over the top but leave the little brown tip showing. Ah, just, just reminded me of something we did last year. Didn't we do that experiment where we had some from the horticultural specialist, the shallots, and we also just had a pack from the supermarket, didn't we, to see whether, well, whichever performed better because obviously the supermarket ones were much cheaper. So what were the results, Elaine? Yeah, they were good, actually. So I wouldn't say don't do them from the supermarket. They did turn out well. They were plentiful, definitely, but they weren't as big and they weren't as round as the ones that we got from the horticultural place. So it's, it depends on your budget as well, Julia. If you can only afford just the cheap ones from the supermarket, then why not? Absolutely. Give it a go. Don't forget, if it is that you've got any questions about anything that we're rambling on about, then just contact us via our social channels. Yes. Uh, Potter Plotters. Did are... I wake you up there? <laughs> No, I was looking at this. We're meant to tell people to press the subscribe button or something. <laughs> subscribe, follow, that button there oh, on the podcast thing. Oh, right, yeah, okay, they need to yeah. press that. But okay. also you can contact us on the social media channels, which are Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Potty Plotters. Or drop us an email if you dare at naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk or anything like that. Who cares? Just give us a call. Oh, yeah. What are we doing next week? Oh, next week. Oh, goodness. <laughs> We're getting hot and fruity. <laughs> if you dare. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters is an Amberland Media production.